Let's all join together and pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you are our rock, you are our redeemer. Amen. That was 15 seconds. I counted it out. I had to. Because that was rough, right? If you're talking with somebody, even this weird situation where you're expecting somebody to talk and communicate with somebody, awkward silences like that can be absolutely the worst of the worst things. But if we're thinking about communicating and communicating with people, awkward silences like that are not the only thing that can go wrong. What else can mess up good communication between people? Well, if you don't ask good questions to keep the conversation going. If you don't have interesting stories or topics or stuff you want to talk about with somebody. If you can't read somebody's facial expressions, kind of like I saw with all of you going on right now. If you can't read facial expressions and understand that somebody checked out of this conversation five minutes ago. Good conversation, good communication, not going to happen. Good communication between you and me and other people is really easy to mess up because good communication between people like us, we can admit, it's complicated. Well, if communication is like this between us, how about talking with God? That's simply what prayer is. You get to talk to God. God, who is the perfect listener, the one who is going to respond perfectly, the one who created communication and made it a thing in our lives, God invites us to talk with him. Prayer is our chance to chat with God. Now, one of the great things about prayer is that God's rules and guidelines for what good communication is going to be like, thank you, God, it is different from what good communication is between you and me. Because for him, long, awkward silences and pauses, no problem. Nothing crazy or exciting happened today and you don't have this awesome story to tell him. God still wants to hear it. Every word that you pray, every syllable that you make, God is listening perfectly and attentively and actively. And guess what? God is excited to hear all of it and anything that you're saying. So many of the ways that we mess up communication here between each other, so many of these ways don't matter at all when we're talking with God. Now, while God does want to hear absolutely everything and he is open to listening to all of it, we got to start when we talk about prayer with understanding that we can still mess prayer up. 
And I think it happens when our prayers are filled with our wants and desires that are all about me and myself and my life and nothing for anybody else. Prayer isn't what it should be if we're only asking for things in this world, for the here and the now to be better. And when we think about the better world that is to come. Prayer is not an exchange with God, like a gumball machine kind of thing, right? That if we just spit out the right words and we turn the knob and then God will give us the good things back that we want. And I think a lot of times those are ways that we fall into prayer. So let's take this morning, let's take right now as this opportunity to think about how you pray and what you pray for and to be like this disciple and to ask Jesus, Jesus, just help me know how should we pray. And here's the really cool thing. You know how this is going to go already. What does God do whenever we admit that our prayers and prayer life hasn't been what it should be? God points us back to Jesus, who not only is going to help us know how to pray, but Jesus is the reason why we can pray. His forgiveness opens up this line of communication between us and a holy and perfect God. His perfection now is what God sees in us. His works, everything he's done for us, we know that he has done and has finished and has completed. We're going to heaven for sure. Jesus is the reason why we can talk to God. So as we start thinking through prayer and what prayer looks like and what prayer should be in just a little bit, don't forget this morning that everything about prayer starts with him and knowing that we're forgiven because of him. But before we dig into prayer, I, I got to ask you guys, how many words do you think it takes to become literate in a language? How many words? If you uh, have the Duolingo app, a lot of you know that, right? The little owl, little green thing. You can learn languages on there. If you have that app, it's super fun. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, every little step of the way that you go, it kind of treats it as this massive accomplishment of really good things that have happened. That's great. Do it. But how many words do you think it takes probably to get good at a language? If you know hundreds of words, which in Duolingo is like pretty far, hundreds of words makes you a beginner for a language. If you start getting into thousands, at the point of thousands, you probably can carry on a conversation, okay, not that bad, but you can do a conversation kind of thing back and forth. But it's not until you break into the tens of thousands of words, tens of thousands, that finally the linguists, the language people, they would say, now you're speaking a language like you should speak. Now you can talk with people about many things that you want to talk about them with, tens of thousands of words, and there you know a language like you should. Don't let that scare you away from learning languages. That's a good thing. That's an awesome thing that God gives us in our lives that we can do. But isn't it crazy how long and how much it takes you to know and understand before you're going to be able to communicate well with people? 
prayer simplified today? Do you know how many words that takes? At least in English, it comes out to something like 40 words. Just 40. And most of these words, you know these words well already. You've used them throughout your entire life. It's 40 words this morning that you can memorize in just a couple minutes. 40 words that you are going to use and express your belief throughout your life as a Christian. Let's dig in. Let's see what just 40 words, what prayer simplified looks like for Jesus. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. I think at some point, the people who were closest with Jesus finally realized that, man, Jesus is really, really good at prayer. We get little insights like this throughout the Bible that don't tell us a lot of details, but like Luke's gospel tells us earlier, that Jesus would go off to solitary places and Jesus would pray. Prayer was a constant part of Jesus' life. So the people who were with him, who saw that Jesus made prayer this part of his life, one of them finally went and asked Jesus one of the best questions that anybody's ever asked Jesus. They asked Jesus, could you help us with prayer too? And now the simplicity comes in. You really got to appreciate how Jesus responds. He said to them, when you pray, say... And doesn't it feel like Jesus has been waiting for this question? Without skipping a beat, he just hops in and tells them. Here's part one. Father. Like a kid. Talking with their mom and their dad. A kid who knows that their mom and their dad loves them unconditionally. A kid who isn't afraid to ask for anything. They're just going to let it spill out. A kid who is part of the family, father. Then, hallowed be your name. Okay, now here's one of the words that obviously is not a normal word for us. I don't think you've used this in any other context. Hallowed. Yeah. It means to let something be perfect. Be holy. Be different from the rest of our messed up world going on here. In other words, we're asking that God be known as God. We're asking that people, sinful messed up people like us, that we would worship God like he is God. That we let God's name, everything we know about God, everything he tells about us about himself, all of that, we're asking God let people honor that thing. Your kingdom come. It's kind of an important thing for us to remember right now in our world. When we're praying this, this is not an earthly kingdom. This is not prayer for the right side to win in war. This is God's kingdom. This is God's rule inside of our hearts. This is a prayer that God would work faith and trust in people's hearts. This is a prayer asking that God would help people to know that they're forgiven because of Jesus. 
And yes, this is also God's kingdom of heaven, his forever kingdom too. Not just here and now, but that there is this better place, this perfect place that's waiting for us. God, please let that kingdom come too. Next, simplified, give us today, each day, our daily bread. Basic needs, not just bread, but all that we need. God, give us those things. Food, clothes, a place to live. God, provide for us. And I think for most of us in our context of life, this is one of the things that we forget so easily because we have so much. So think through it when you pray it. God is providing for you. God's the one who has given you these things. Without him, you have nothing. Next simplified part, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Not an ask for forgiveness because you don't have it in Jesus. No, like we started our worship service, you are forgiven. That is done. That is certain. That is solid. But it is an ask that God would do this, and he would point us back to Jesus again and again and again. Because we forget and we doubt and we struggle. God, point us back to Jesus through all of it. Remind us of what you've done for us. And then help us to forgive. Like the kind of forgiveness that we talked about last week. How forgiven people forgive. Not with limits. Not an exchange going on. Free and full forgiveness because we've been forgiven. God, help me do that. And lead us not into temptation. Okay, God is not the one who's tempting us and pushing us to do things that are wrong. But God does stop a lot of awful things from happening to us without us knowing. Partly, we are asking him to protect us from that awfulness. And partly, we're asking that he stays with us. When sin and this sin messed up world happens. Because while we're here, it is going to happen. What helps when that happens? Knowing that he's with us. That he won't leave us. That he promises to work out all the worst things for his good plan. God, do that. Did you think it was weird in Luke's gospel how that's the end of these things, right? Where that's where it cuts off? Because if you pray the Lord's Prayer every week with us, what's missing? Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. If you're with us every week, that's what we pray every week. But did you know that's not part of Jesus' answer here? That actually comes back from the Old Testament. And basically, it's just this really awesome summary and great way to say that God can do everything that we're asking him to do because he has the power and the ability and the desire. And we say, amen. Yes, God, you can do it and you're going to do it. This, every week, this is prayer simplified. This is simple prayer spelled out. The Lord's Prayer has found itself in some kind of weird places, though, hasn't it? Uh, I know at least one person here plays high school football, but 
high school football and the Lord's Prayer. Have you heard it? Have you seen it? Have you experienced it too? Before a game, everybody huddles up and kind of in this deep, monotone voice, Lord's Prayer, this is what we're doing. Interesting. Superhero movies. When the Green Goblin smashes into Aunt May's house and she's kneeling at her bedside, superhero movies, what's she praying? The Lord's Prayer. Hmm. And maybe even from the outside, when people look at us as Christians and that we pray this prayer every week and these words that come off of our mouths and maybe people that are joining us online, maybe what do these people hear and see every week? That we pray the same words in the same tone of voice in kind of this weird, almost like mindless thing going on. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That what is going on? Why do people say these same things over and over and over again without like thinking it through? I think uh, an okay comparison, or maybe where it's gotten for many of us, it's kind of gotten to the level of Chick-fil-A. You guys know Chick-fil-A. You know how this works, right? When you go, what words do you say? Thank you. And how do they have to respond? By pleasure. They have to. Go test it. You can't do it today, but go and test these things. They have to respond this way. It is one of these like biggest parts of their training. It reflects their values. It sets their tone. This is something that they absolutely have to do. Try it. Go and say thank you ten times in a row and see if they say, my pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure. It's this back and forth. You know what you're going to say. You know what they have to say back to you. And that, that's something that's beautiful, right? There's something really awesome about repetition. You know your part. You know what you're getting back. You know what's going to happen in all of this going on. Jesus does this when he simplifies prayer. Because whenever we pray these things that he calls us to pray, we know his answer is a good answer. It's always going to be yes. Yes, I will hear you. Yes, you are my family. Yes, I will help you know me and other people know me and worship me too. Yes, I'm going to spread the good news of forgiveness throughout this world even further. Yes, I'm going to teach you to depend on me and lean on me and know that I'm with you in the hard times. Yes, I'm going to provide for you. Yes, I'm going to remind you that I did forgive you on the cross. Yes, I'm going to help you because forgiveness is hard. Yes, I'm going to help you forgive other people too. Yes, I am going to watch over you and keep awful things away from you. Every time you pray this prayer, do you know what God answers? Yes. And isn't that just the best conversation? Like a little kid asking their parent to eat another piece of Halloween candy this week. What do they want to hear? Yes. If you follow Jesus' simplified prayer, all of this is exactly what you are going to get because Jesus says, yes. Amen.